you know, the way you treat that individual teammate impacts that individual teammate in a huge way. Um, and it also impacts everyone who witnesses that in, in a significant way. Hey, all, I'm Chase Clemens. Welcome back to the Support Ops Hangout. This is a show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. Now, we've got some of the best support pros in the business, minus one, since Jeff has gone for this, our penultimate episode. But Carolyn from Buffer is here. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. It hasn't rained in a week here in Portland, and it feels like a miracle. That doesn't feel right. Are you like, I, I don't know, climate change? <laughs> That it hasn't rained in a week. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. There's sun. It's so exciting. <laughs> oh, and then our other great Chase, Chase Livingston from Automatic, who's got snow, right? That's right. We did have snow uh, on Friday, which was like crazy. It's like the earliest snow I can recall. I was so upset because... Yeah, apparently. So places south of us... So I live in like southern middle Tennessee, and places south of us got snow. So like lower Alabama got snow and significant snow, like several inches of snow. We didn't get anything. It wasn't fair. Crazy. Yeah, we had like five inches, which was pretty crazy. Wow. Not fair. Hashtag not fair. Hashtag climate change. (laughs) (laughs) So we're down to, like I mentioned, our final two episodes. So this is our penultimate episode. I just like saying the word penultimate. So (laughs) I'm going to keep working that in where I can. Um, On this one, we're going to be chatting about supporting your team both at work and in life. As a manager, it can, it can be tough supporting a new teammate going through something big outside of work, especially if you're a newer manager. So, you know, we, talk, we, we think about things like uh, happy moments like a newborn baby or more sorrowful ones like a death in the family. No matter what happens, it's still your job as a manager to support both the team member that's going through that along with the rest of your team who's going to be impacted by that particular person being out. Um, so I think when I was thinking about the, the best way to kind of uh, tackle I should point out too, this is Carolyn's topic. Um, so we're going to give her like all the time she wants to talk about it. Um, but, so Carolyn, when you first mentioned this, I was trying to think of like a good way to approach it. And I think for me, it kind of fell into kind of two big categories. It was things that you see coming, something like a family leave kind of situation where you've got time to prep, um, you've got time to plan and kind of get things settled and and kind of all that. And then you've got things that are just sudden that you have no idea that's happening. I think more along the lines of like death in the family or or whatnot in those situations. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll tackle the the kind of the ones you see coming first. Um, just kind of think back to like the last time somebody took like parental leave. We'll use that as the example. What what did you do to prep your team for for that person being gone for a while? Yeah, so <clears throat> we've had a couple of people be out for parental leave in various teams. Um, and it depends a little bit. So if that person is an individual contributor, in which case like there is a significant amount of work that just won't get done. If that person is gone, that's a different situation than if they're a part of a team, in which case it'll get done. The rest of the team just has to pick up the slack. Um, So yeah, just in terms of like prepping, prepping the team um, it's a, it's also, you know, a little bit dependent on if that team member is, a longtime team member or not. Um, I, it can be a little bit tense occasionally when someone's newer. Um, but even with those folks, we found that um, like leaning into supporting that person is uh, a really great investment, not only because 
it tells that person that they're safe and, and it is inclusive of all different family situations, but it also, all the rest of the team sees that too. And they see that no matter what happens, um, in someone's life, you know, even if it affects their work in the short term or, um, for good, for like your, to your point for happy reasons or for not happy reasons, um, that we understand that life happens and it's not, it's not separate from work. Um, and I think we've gotten better at that over the years, especially thanks to our efforts from our team, our people team about inclusion and, and just being more um, aware of how challenging it is to take time um, for any reason. So uh, lots of talks about that. We've gotten a little bit better at it, but um, When still, you mention talks like that, is that something that like, it's just kind of like one-on-one happens whenever it happens, or is it more like when you have like team meetings or calls or whatever, like that's a, like, we're going to talk about this as a group kind of thing. Yeah, we have talked about it specifically as a group, um, among managers mm-hmm. because, um, especially with our, our effort of include diversity and inclusion, we have also made an effort to, uh, encourage paternal leave. Um, is, is that what you call yeah. it? <laughs> we just call everything family leave. So I forget the official word. Um, paternity. There we go. Yeah. Um, and like as hard it is for, you know, a woman to ask for time off, it's, it can be, I think even harder, um, for the guy because it's, there might be a little bit more stigma about like the idea that it's a little bit more optional. Um, and we really tried to squash that by, um, just explicitly that talking about that and talking about the needs of a newborn baby. I know both of you can speak to this way more than I can. Um, (laughs) but honestly, our team just like growing up a little bit and the leadership going through this type of thing a little bit more, um, helped a lot and, you know, gave us a new perspective that we couldn't have, have. I personally haven't been through it, but I've, I've had a close family member have a baby. And so, observing the amount of responsibility on both parents in that situation was extremely helpful for me to, to grasp how intense that type of thing is. I think especially with startups, like you don't really plan for something like, uh, like family leave because a lot of times it's like, it's a younger group of people that are starting the company. They don't have kids. They haven't been through that yet. And usually whoever has the kid first, that's when the policy gets set. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And so for our listeners that are, are, you know, on this listening to this episode, take some time before that happens to like start thinking through some of this stuff, because it's a lot easier to do it at that moment than like having to throw something together before somebody, you know, is going to have a kid in a couple of weeks and you're like, (laughs) oh, we should figure out how much time they get to take off that kind of thing. Right. Um, And it's a lot more awkward to do it when there's a specific person you're talking about. (laughs) It's like a lot easier to do it in the hypothetical than when it's like really obvious who, who's the one who needs it first. (laughs) It gives you you time to like go through and like look at what other companies are doing and and kind of figure out like, is that something we want to do? Do we want to do more than that? Like how to, how do we want to approach that? And, and, I think, again, it's like, so if we're looking at like things that we can plan for, the ones that we see coming, it's such a big relief for that person that's going to be taking the leave to know, all right, our policy is six weeks, our policy is 12 weeks, our policy is whatever. 
now I can plan like, all right, I'm going to be gone this amount of time. So I have to make sure my work is covered for this amount of time. Like, you know, the, the planning there becomes so much easier when you've already got that kind of policy in place. And, and look, I'm not a fan of policies very much, but this is one where you want to have it set. Yeah. And some training for managers when that person comes back is also um, <laughs> highly recommended. Um, so I would say one of the biggest fears of going away on on a on a parental leave like that is this idea that um, you could, they could figure out that they don't need you while you're gone. Right. Like that's like such a common, like not that psychological safety is something that's so important. So um, coaching managers and teammates to make sure that a person who's going through a, you know, a newborn baby situation doesn't also have to think and worry about that and make the Mm -hmm. decisions based on that. Like, you just never want the situation where somebody comes back early because they feel afraid if they don't, that they might not have their job. So um, really leaning into that is key as well. So Chase, I know it's been a bit since Hunter's like a year and a half or whatever it is now. Um, thinking, you know, back to right before you were, you left for your parental leave, like what, what was going through your head? Like what were some of the things that you were doing in anticipation of being out for a little while? Yeah, luckily, you know, at, at Automatic, we have quite a few folks who can kind of fill in the the gaps and stuff, but just making sure that if there was anything, uh, you know, that I was like in particular responsible for making sure that somebody was going to take that over and, um, you know, continue to watch those things. Like I'm one of the couple people that, you know, respond to uh, tweets to the Jetpack Twitter account, for example, we don't have like a ton of people doing that. Um, so just making sure that that's going to get taken care of and a few other, you know, small things, but um, yeah, luckily it wasn't, uh, wasn't a huge deal. I know for some folks who are, you know, like leading an entire, you know, like the people who are leading entire divisions or something at the company when they take sabbaticals or parental leave or anything like that, there's obviously a lot more that goes into it. Um, but yeah, for me personally, it wasn't, um, honestly wasn't very painful, which is nice. And I think that's kind of a testament to the way we, uh, have structured that at automatic. It's just kind of an expected thing. Everybody knows, um, it's there and, and everybody knows it's coming, you know, for folks who are, you know, having kids and, or whatever, uh, adopting children, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm nodding. I'm nodding at that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just kind of a um, written policy, basically. I mean, you know, we, it is, you know, a policy as much as we don't like to necessarily say that, um, you know, there are kind of structured, uh, not rules, but just uh, written guidelines around how this works and how they encourage you to take it and how you're going to have a job when you get back and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is important um, for folks to, to have, as Carolyn said, uh, some, some stability and, and that kind of thing there. Yeah. Plus one to making that a policy as much as that's a dirty word in startup. <laughs> and it's one where it kind of feels non-intuitive, but like, with with that kind of policy, like the the more details you can kind of flesh out in advance, the just less you have to think about it in that moment. Um, so, like I think about the you know like our parental leave policy here at Basecamp. There's um, basically when anyone leaves for that or for sabbatical or whatever, there's a, a quick little checklist of stuff to make sure you've got done before you leave. And that was really really helpful for for you know with with us when 
you know, I, so I started my paternal leave on Monday and I think Elliot, my son showed up on Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. But like once that Monday hit, it was so nice to go, all right, I've done the checklist. I know I'm done at work. I don't have to worry about anything like that. Uh, like little things like on the checklist, there was like, make sure to sign out of base camp. That way you're not like bothered by it while you're on leave and you don't have that temptation to like, oh, I'm just going to open up the app real quick and mm. like, check in on what's going on. If you're like signed out, it's a, it's a little bit more of a barrier at that point to, to do that kind of stuff. Um, That's so a good one. It's like not quite, it, it feels unintuitive, but like detailing out some stuff like that or having a checklist of things that somebody needs to consider or do before they leave, it's just one less thing for them to like worry about. Mm. Love that. Love a checklist. <laughs> I was going to say, Carolyn, you're with me on that. That's got a <laughs> checklist, all the things. I know, Make you know, I love checklist. a checklist. Shopping <laughs> checklist, moving checklist. <laughs> I used to have a checklist for putting my kids to sleep. Launching, launching a feature, checklist. Yeah. Checklist, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> uh um, plus, so, and this kind of leads us into the, the kind of the second part of that, the ones that you don't see coming, which I think are a lot trickier. Um, you know, I think about when, uh, I was trying to think like the, the last time I had to step away from work for a while for something that was kind of more sorrowful, it was, um, a death in the family. And again, it was like, I know, like, there's already so much going on in your head at that moment anyways, it was so nice and refresh, not refreshing, it's not the right, right word, but it was so like there was this burden lifted when I could log in, see the checklist of stuff I need to do real quick, and then sign out and, and focus on the family that I was dealing with. Like that checklist, again, sounds so unintuitive, but in those moments, it's really nice to be able to say, this is what you need to do. As soon as you get it done, don't worry about anything else. It takes that anxiety out of the moment. Is that the same checklist? Usually, just because like those checklists are kind of broad, you're going away for a minute. Like we we know you're going to take some time off, and and really like you being gone for a week is pretty much the same thing as being gone for a month. Sure, you know there's not a, a huge big amount of difference in those. Um, so yeah, they tend to be pretty similar. Um, what's it look like at, at Buffer? Have y'all had to deal with kind of that sudden, you know, teammate just? In those situations, it's usually like the teammate doesn't know what's going to happen. Then something happens where they have to be out of work and they just like send you a text and and then boom, now what? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've had a lot of that. I mean, just over the years, of course, because life happens. Um, This year in particular, I had like not immediate, immediate family, but close relatives pass away. And one of them was on retreat and like, you know, what do you do then? And um, dealing with traveling and Um, and then other random stuff. I mean, that's like obviously the most sorrowful reason, but, um, you know, somebody's stuck at customs and like, you know, or some unplanned travel thing happens. And, um, yeah, we've, uh, I think we do a really good, great job on the family leave thing. I don't think that I'm not aware of a policy, even if we have one. Um, and it's just kind of understood that you'll do whatever is right for you in the moment. And obviously the expectation is that you let someone know that you're going to be out. And then that person sort of communicates that, um, accordingly. And if you have some like super urgent thing that needs to be done that, you know, maybe you'll let someone know, but, um, yeah, we don't, we don't really have a great system for that. 
Um, so I'm interested to see your checklist. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can say you can take time out off in our, um, time-tastic system for, for bereavement, but, um, yeah, we don't really have a great system. And I think people probably don't take as much time as they would, or maybe as they should. Um, I actually had the situation. I'll be transparent about it. I took one day off for bereavement, um, earlier this year. And then I came back, actually, I missed a show for <laughs> missed this show. And I didn't tell you, this is a really, really great point. Um, like this is exactly what happened. Um, and then I like tried to come back and then didn't like, I only planned for one day and I needed more and I should have known that. And like, I just didn't show up and that wasn't great either. So, um, then I had to like send an emergency text being like unplanned personal day. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's like, and then of course, like our, our head of people, Courtney was like, yo, <laughs> take all the time you need and please stop like worrying about this and stop sending us texts being like, sorry, I didn't plan for this because that's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to hear how y'all handle this because we don't have a system right now. Yeah. So like thinking through the times that's happened to me in the last couple of years, it's, so I lost a, a grandparent two years ago. It's been two, maybe three years ago. And then a year later, it was uh, their spouse. And so the, when it happened the first time, I was kind of like you. It was like, all right, well, I'll take a day off and it'll be fine. I'll come back. And then you come back to work and you're like, I, I'm just not here. Mm-hmm. To the point where I don't know how it is with like other roles in the company or even other companies. But like with us, you know, even though we're remote, you you kind of get a feeling for what somebody is like on their average day, whether it's them chatting and and campfire or them chatting with you personally or or like how many emails they're doing or like you know all those little things that one-offs don't really matter as much but like when you look at the aggregate you can kind of feel if a person's having a good day or if something's off mm-hmm. and one of the uh the people i work with like could tell something was just not right in chase's world and and that was when it was like yeah i, I just it came back too quick it was mm-hmm. i just took one day off and that wasn't that wasn't enough. So um, kind of like you were mentioning with Courtney with, with people ops, it was the same thing. They were take as much time as you need, go ahead and like, you know, just go, go, don't worry about work, just go. And so the second time around when that happened with my other grandparent, it was, I was much better prepared for that. Um, it was like, it happened and I know I'm going to need a couple of days off. Everyone knew it um, because we had been through that before. So there was a much better expectation of just like how long somebody might be missing at that point. Mm. Um, but it, it was a lot of, yeah, you just send a quick text to somebody. And then thankfully with, with email, you know, Chase was talking about people making sure that Twitter was covered or emails covered or live chats covered. Like if you're the only person on your support team, that gets tricky. Right. <laughs> um, once you're, you know, our size support teams, whether it's, you know, I'd say like once you've got a handful of people doing support at that point, it's, it's no big deal. Somebody will be able to cover any support emails that you might have. Um, if live chat is just too busy, then you just turn it off. Like one person being gone is, is not that big a deal. Um, I'm sure chase, right? Like automatic. If, if one person's gone for a day, it's, you just pick up the slack and you don't even really notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when you get to our size, odds are more than one person's going to be gone on, you know, any particular day. So, um, I think that's kind of the idea is when we plan for, you know, staffing and, and that kind of stuff, we're just kind of looking at what we need versus, um, 
how many people we have. And then you also have to take into account that, you know, a few percent of your people are going to be out on any given day. Um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of understood. And if, if everybody's here on a day, then that means we just get a lot more done because <laughs> there's <laughs> always work to do. Yeah. So one thing I want to pick y'all's brains on, I know I didn't quite experience this with, with paternal leave just because that was like, it's planned, it's coming and all that. Um, when somebody just leaves suddenly for, for whatever reason, it's just like, you know, they send the text, Hey, it's unplanned personal day bereavement, whatever. I'm not going to be there. Um, I know when that happened for me as the person being gone, there was this kind of guilt that comes associated with that. You know, it's like, ah, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would be useful if I was at work, but now that I'm not at work, it's like, I, I feel like there's this other people are having to pick up the slack for me. Um, Carolyn, how did, how do you deal with that as a manager? Like, how do you, I know you can tell your team, like, look, take as much time as it, it as it matters. Don't worry about us. Um, we've got it covered, but I don't know if there's like some trick to like really getting somebody to believe that. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a trick to getting somebody to believe it. Um, I will say in my limited experience, um, I think the manager saying it is absolutely essential, but that doesn't make the person believe it. But that's that's a very necessary ingredient. Um, but the whole team, that's like when the rest of the team chimes in and says like, and reminds mm-hmm. you, we got this, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Take all the time you need. Like you need to hear it from multiple people. Um, in that case. So that's when it's good to have in, in, in my opinion, the the team chime in and say some of those messages too. And that's like, I'm actually in the middle of listening to a plan, plan B. I think that's what's it option B right now during the show. You're just like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like listening to no, um, the Sheryl Sandberg book option B, I think it's called. And she says that a lot of times the, and I know I've fallen, fallen into this habit of thinking where you think, Oh, I don't want to bother that person because they're going through something. I'll just talk to them when they get back. I don't want to message them. We're not close enough for me to send a message to them when they're going through something. Mm -hmm. And that's like in general, as a rule, of course there are exceptions depending on the person, but in general, that's not really the right approach. Like sending a quick message to say, of course, no response necessary. Like I don't expect a a reply to this, but I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you and don't worry about work. Like that goes a really long way. If you hear that from nine people. Yeah, totally. And even like, um, I was thinking about so, and it sounds so cliche, but I remember uh, my team member sending like flowers or something like that when it happened. Um, I forget if it was like sent to the house or the funeral home or whatever it was, but I just remember like getting that. It was that sense of trust again, like the, mm-hmm. like the, the team coming together, like you mentioned and saying, look, we've got this. Don't worry about it. Take your time. We're thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those little things that, I mean, I'll be honest as a remote company that can kind of be challenging, you know, like I live in the middle of nowhere. There's one flower shop in town. And if you don't know the name of it, it's kind of hard to find. Um, so for somebody on the team to have like taken the time to find that and to like order that and get it delivered and all that, it just, again, shows the the trust that your team has, um, that the relationships that you've built with them and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they're, I mean, unless Chase knows some magic, trick to that. I don't know if there is one. Getting people to believe you. 
Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if there is a trick. I think, um, you know, I've always had great experiences at Automatic with things like this and, you know, people just making sure that uh, I remember that it's okay to take time off. And that's why we have, you know, the quote unquote open vacation policy that we have is uh, for us to be able to take the time that we need and trust that um, everything will, you know, get done in our absence. So that's one thing kind of looking at like, again, from policy kind of a standpoint here, if you take that kind of unplanned personal day, it's, it doesn't like automatic doesn't really divvy it up into like personal days or vacation days or anything like that. It's just like, you're gone. Right. Yeah. We have, um, so the tool we, well, we have our own internal tool, of course, that we built to track, uh, we call it AFK away from keyboard. Um, uh, and, we, I guess we do kind of seg like you can segment it. Um, like whether it's a vacation day, I think there's one for, I don't know that I've honestly had to use the bereavement one, but I think there is one. Um, and then, you know, there's some, some others for like long-term leave and, and stuff like that. Um, but, and I guess it, I don't know, I guess you could track it somewhere like, cause it gets posted to some of our internal P2s and stuff. So I guess theoretically you could like see how many vacation days versus, um, parental leave. I mean, I don't know, whatever kind of days. I mean, I feel like most of the days I take are vacation days just because that's what they are. Um, whether I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily like traveling on vacation, but it's like a, you know, kind of what we call a, a personal day or, or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I guess you could track it if you wanted to. I don't know that anybody actually does. Um, it would probably require some work that I don't, you know, a developer would have to do to aggregate all that, but it's mainly just so, you know, people know how to, you know, if, uh, I mean, obviously if you are taking a bereavement day, normally HR is going to like reach out and, um, you know, say something about it. Or like I said, uh, yeah. encourage you to, to take the time off you need. I think that's as far as I know, the, really the only reason that, that that's there. Obviously, you know, if you're taking long-term leave, it's good to, to mark that just so people know not to like, you know, expect a response from you while you're gone and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, there's no like tracking of, or, you know, segmenting the days that I know of. Yeah, the reason I ask it's so we don't really do any of that. It's literally like we don't even I couldn't tell you how many vacation days I took last year versus like non-vacation or whatever. So it's not like that like the the in total number matters for us. Um one of the things that I have found myself doing, so I think about like next week. Next week I took off the full week from work because I've got some um like a family legal uh, thing to deal with that's going to take me away from work for a week, basically. It's not vacation. It's not like an unplanned sickness. It's not like anything like that. It's just like there's this thing that I have to do that I have to be... It's almost like jury duty, you know? It's like I'm going to be, you know, you're going to be out for jury duty. Um, like when that, when I put it on the calendar, that like there was a sense of I wanted to make sure people didn't think I was just taking a week off before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that kind of categorization come, came in like really handy even though again like we don't really have categories i really just like added it in the name of the event kind of thing but like that that kind of like um again you want to make sure like people know you aren't just skipping out and like causing them to work more because you're going to be off like goofing off at a water park or something water park in december doesn't make sense but you know what i mean um so like I, I was always curious when you hear about other people using some kind of system, like I think Carolyn, you mentioned like buffer uses something that kind of like has the bereavement option and all that. It kind of yeah. gives you permission in a sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah we use time tastic and it distinguishes between vacation, um, like bank holiday, uh, sick, 
or actually, I don't know if it does sick. I think sick, you just don't plan, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Bereavement, personal, and vacation. And I, yeah, to your point, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is a, an incredibly useful difference. Oh, and like family leave longer term. Um, but yeah, I like the difference between vacation and personal day. I think that's, it's, but it's, you're right. It's totally for me. Nobody else is yeah. monitoring that. Nobody else is going to be like, oh, I see you took nine personal days, like at all ever. But um, yeah, it makes me feel better because I feel like it's, it's clear Mm-hmm. anyone who wants to see it, like what the reason is and it, you know, whether or not you include the actual reason, like obviously you're allowed to have personal day has the, has an ambiguous name for a reason, but yeah. yeah personal day. It's like, are you out at a water park or is it like, <laughs> is it, I don't know, like a mental health kind of thing day that you need to take off? Is it just like your drain? Like, I don't know. Did you go out and party last night? Like there's so <laughs> many things that come with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, it's not like, the the tracking of it doesn't really do much, at least for for me. It's just that that it lifts that anxiety a little bit. It, it becomes a little bit more transparent to the rest of the team. Um, I think like looking at kind of both situations, whether it's planned or unplanned, the more you can do as a manager to help relieve your team of any anxiety going on from you being away from work, away from keyboard. I love that phrase. I'm going to use that. Um, like the more anxiety you can relieve, the more pressure that you can take off, the better job you're doing as a manager, I think. I really loved that point from Chase Livingston where he said like, yeah, you put it in the system, but then what happens after that is that, or at least I think you said this, that even though it's in the system and even though you could automate the heck out of that so that nobody ever needs to talk to anybody, usually what happens is HR reaches out and says, take all the time you need, which like, that's, you don't need that in order for the system to work, but you need it in order for your mind to work and to, yeah. to feel at ease and to, and to, to, you need to be told that I really believe that. So I think I love that system. Like even if all you have to automate is to message a person and say, go message this person. <laughs> but yeah, it's super nice. I mean, it, you know, we, there's just this little tool we use and we, you know, put in the date and why we're out and, you know, you can put a message if you want and then it automatically gets added to um, like this, our uh, time off Google calendar and then it gets posted to our team P2 and all that. So like, that's really the only place we need to go. We don't need to also like go and message our team lead and stuff. They're obviously going to be following the right, um, you know, P2s to, to get the notification. Um, and so, yeah, it just makes it super easy, especially when it's, you know, kind of like a last minute thing or, or whatever. Um, it makes, just makes it really easy and pop in and do it and then get on with what you need to do. Yeah, that's yeah. key too, like making it easy. Like, so I mean, if it, again, planned, you've got time, you can go through and make sure your your T's are crossed and I's are dotted. I had to do that in my head and make sure, wait, is it I's that are crossed? Nailed uh, it. <laughs> um, but like, then it's not a big deal. But like when it's an unplanned all of a sudden thing, the less steps that you have to do, the better it's going to be. So like if I had to go through and like put it on Google Calendar and then put it in my time tracking app and then put it in like... Uh, a Slack channel to make sure I notify HR and make sure I notify like my team lead. Like that's just too much, you know? So the easier that you can make it for, for things like that. And again, like going back to the beginning of the episode, if you have the time now to set up some of these kind of policies and these kind of flows, then you're going to be able to look at and go, you know, this thing that happens could be automated in some way. This thing could be simplified in some way so that when you get into the middle of that situation, you're not finding that out then it's like, oh, we've already got this planned for. 
Yeah. Carolyn, that's all I got. Was there anything else that we didn't cover? Didn't touch no. on? We talked, I was just going to kind of double down on the idea that, you know, the way you treat that individual teammate impacts that individual teammate in a huge way. Um, and it also impacts everyone who witnesses that in, in a significant way. So um, treating teammates well and trying to be kind in that, in that time and, and making that effort uh, is really, really cheap uh, way to keep your team happy <laughs> and feel like you support them and um, to have them feel connected to you as a company. Yeah. It, it's one of those where, as so I say, I think it was, was it Olark maybe or something like there was a tweet going around a, a couple of months ago where somebody had taken like a mental health day or something. And the CEO oh. was really public about um, like, yes, take the day. It's no big deal. We've got this. You're, and, and just kind of, it was like the perfect example of what to do in that situation. And then it kind of blew up and, and got more attention than I think they originally anticipated and showed up mm-hmm. in like different online sites and things. And, and was again, like the, the quasi essential example of handling that situation in the best way possible for both the employee and the manager, or in this case, the CEO, when you do that, and you do it in a public way like that, that only brings goodwill and trust to the relationship that everybody else in the company has with, with management. Um, so when you're, you know, like when somebody is having a rough time and they're like, hey, I'm taking the day off. Yeah, you should be open and transparent about that's fine. That's totally fine. You should totally do that. Uh, because if you're not, if that kind of like you p- pointed out, if that goes badly, if they f- that if the employee feels like they were treated badly, then they're going to, tell their team members that mm-hmm. and then the next time another team member is in that situation then all of a sudden it's like oh well i'm not going to take a day because i don't want to end up like you know the last time that it happened right and then people burn out and they leave and that's expensive <laughs> and exactly. but mostly expensive and sad. <laughs> sad. Uh, but yeah and that's one where like i, I like I like being open and transparent with whenever you're talking about somebody taking time away from the keyboard because you only get goodwill out of it. You only um, deepen the relationships you have with your team by talking about that stuff in advance. It's it's like there's no downside to it. Yeah. We really need to have like audio cues nodding along. I know. Like audio captioning for like, you know how you have to like close captioning? We just need audio <laughs> captioning. Yeah. Carolyn like and a, Chase shaking their head. Yeah, nodding. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. A, it's a, one of the challenges of doing this vi- visual, having video on, but not having that be uh, part of it because we do a lot of nodding. <laughs> we, do. we do. We tried turning audio off. I mean, the video off one time, and we just kept stepping over each other. So it didn't work. Yeah, it's way better. It's way better with it on. Yeah. <laughs> Tip for podcaster, future podcasters. <laughs> All right. So that's our take on this one. Let us know what you think. It's hello at supportops.co. We're on uh, Twitter. It's at supportops there. This, like I mentioned, is the penultimate, penultimate, penultimate episode. I love that word. It's so great. It's such a great word. Um, Penultimate episode. So we've got one more left next week. For our very final episode, we're bringing back the rapid fire format, which means that uh, if you've got questions that we haven't ever tackled, now is the time to send them in. Um, we've gotten some of the questions already. My favorite one still, it's one that we've gotten before, but it's still, would you rather have a pet dragon or be a dragon? Which <laughs> is just a point of contention and it's going to be great. So uh, 
you have to listen to the episode for that. Uh, but yeah, anything support related, anything life related, we don't have lottery numbers. So you just don't bother asking about that. <laughs> but you know, most of the other ones uh, we can tackle. So um, send us your question. It's hello at supportops.co for the email. We're going to collect all of them. We'll be back next week to answer all of those and then wrap up the show for the final time. Thanks again for listening. And until we see you again on that final episode, have a great week.